if we follow things like the 80-20 rule, which for everyone that doesn't know, 20% of what you're doing is creating 80% of your outcome. So then you think to yourself, well, that means 80% of what I'm doing is relatively ineffective. Mm-hmm. It also means 80% of my time is being taken mm-hmm. up doing ineffective mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. So what if I could just find the 20, double that, I'd get twice the, the return and I could half the work. Welcome to the Beyond Success Podcast, a collection of conversations with the best business minds, captains of industry, and entrepreneurs in the world. Learn what their journey has taught them, how they applied the lessons they learned, and ultimately created six, seven, and even eight-figure businesses. We can't create successful businesses by ourselves, so sit back and let the Beyond Success Podcast be your mentor. Now, here's your host, author, entrepreneur, public speaker, and master money manifester, Daniel Mangana. Welcome to Beyond Success, folks. We are here once again, inspiring you to create an abundant business that's done the right way, as in you feel good, you're contributing, you're of value, and you're not burning out and doing loads of crap that you don't want to do. We've got Justin Cunningham here. Very cool cat introduced by Michael Whitehouse, wasn't it? Michael Whitehouse brought you into my, into my world. Uh, yeah. Justin and I've been kicking it about. We, he's got a fascinating story, which we're going to have to share in more detail on do it with Dan. So look out for that. If you're not subscribed to my other podcast, do it with Dan, do it now. I'll wait, pause. Welcome back. Um, we're going to get into his entrepreneurial exploits. He's really done even there really interesting things. Definitely got some nuggets for us. Looking forward to diving in. Justin, how you doing? Let the people know who you I'm are. I'm doing so well. What you do. So, yeah. So, hi, guys. My name is Justin. I'm from New Zealand. I have a brand, as you can see on the screen there, called Shift Your Results. Um, I come from a background of being an international music performer, a top five skateboarder, and uh, really... My whole life has revolved around this word called shift. Uh, so with, in terms of supporting business owners, it's about shifting their beliefs, shifting their behaviors, and then, of course, shifting their results. And all of these things that I've done in my life sort of crossed over, and I started finding that if you could find the right small thing to do, you could create you know, quite a radical difference. And what I also sort of started revealing, and this actually came from a health condition, was I sort of started really suffering from fatigue in my early 30s. And it forced me to start looking at my work, how much energy I had, what I was doing and what was effective. And so a combination of all of those things has created this sort of paradigm and result shifting uh, work that I do in the world. And, and yeah, so that's it in a nutshell. Um, looking at the most simple, yet potent thing you can do to create transformative results. So many people talk about creating results for people, but it sounds to me like the results that you're creating didn't come from some kind of fancy hypothecation that you came up with on a, on a weekday. It's really been your own life experience that you've, you, you're sharing with people yeah. the path that you've walked already, no? Definitely. You know, so for example, I'll give, it's, it's always better to sort of tell the stuff and stories. It gives people more of an insight. When you're skateboarding and it, my stuff was at a high level, you know, I skateboarded with Tony Hawk and people like mm-hmm. that. So 
you know, you have to move your foot like, you know, half an inch one way to create certain balances on your board to be able to land a trick. Mm-hmm. And it's little things. And and I just sort of discovered that that was kind of the same with everything that was going on. And if most people are just trying to push and go harder and work longer and do more. And what I discovered was, is that, for example, as a skateboarder, when I tried to do that, if I had the wrong technique, what would happen? I would fall and I would hurt myself worse. Yeah. <laughs> if I didn't get the technique right, if I didn't focus on effectiveness, the little things that make the big difference, I was going to be in pain and I certainly wasn't going to get the gain. That <laughs> metaphor definitely translated into business because mm. we've been conditioned to believe that the hardest working person in the room wins. Mm. And yet the data says completely different things. Mm. And also we seek familiarity. So when we see someone else in our business, we go, well, what are they doing? Well, I'll, I'll start doing that. And, and a classic example of that, for example, in business is a website. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I've, I've got to get a website. Do you? Mm. Why? Well, because I need somewhere for people to go. Why? Well, because I want to get more calls on my calendar. Okay, why? Mm-hmm. And when you unpack all of this stuff, you realize, wow, I could have done that a lot faster. <laughs> I could have done that a lot easier. Uh, you know, I could have saved myself thousands of dollars and hours trying to consult with people about how to get this right. Mm. If I was really asking the right question, and this is the same of all relationships, if you're asking the right question to somebody, you can create the biggest outcomes. And, Mm. you know, I've studied under people like Jay Abraham and people like that who have been, you know, mentors to people like Tony Robbins and things like that. And a large part of what they focus on is what's the most transformative thing you can do with all your energy and time to create the biggest outcome. And I love that because as a former music performer, being on stage and, and all that good stuff, it's all about creating a vibe and, and, and building that energy and getting people to come with you. And, and what I discovered also through working through sales process companies and various other things is when you're dealing with people, people buy emotionally and defend it logically. We've all heard that. Mm-hmm. But there's another thing that's really important, and that's to in relationships to create constructive tension mm. you know like how how can i get you to a point where uh, i don't know if i really want to move ahead with this conversation or this question or this point you're making but i know that if i don't do anything different i won't get anything different mm. and i know that you ascribe to this as well was that mm-hmm. it's all very well talking about abundance and being happy and positive. But <laughs> the reality is, is that the flip side to that is you have to be able to manage fear mm-hmm. and all of that stuff that I've come from, from being a battle rapper and a skateboarder and, 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 and also other things I haven't even told you international clothes designer and all sorts of stuff. There's always that thing that comes up mm-hmm. playing big mm-hmm. equals more fear mm-hmm. <laughs> and how you manage that fear will determine whether that effort you're making turns into results mm. um, because there's so much how-to information it's everywhere right so then you have to ask yourself well if all the how-to information out there is about how to have a great relationship and how to make a million dollars and how to do this that and the other thing 
then why aren't we all succeeding? Mm. And again, it's, it's belief, it's focus, and it's also conditioning. And, you know, I'm even writing a book right now on success mythology because I feel like so many of us have been conditioned to believe certain things that don't serve us. Mm-hmm. And if we can let go and, and uh, unlearn that stuff, our lives can be a lot more enjoyable and a lot more plentiful. Let's dive into that success mythology. I think a lot of people get stuck on success methodology, but for the most part, actually releasing crap that isn't serving you is probably going to be more potently powerful than jumping into learning something new, no? Most definitely. Um, mm-hmm. You know, one of the classic ones that that I really fly my flag about is learn more to earn more. <laughs> like, hmm, very interesting. <laughs> you know, you know, there's so many educated people out there that, that you know, they haven't got a red center up together, you know, like mm-hmm. it's just, you go, so how did that work out for you? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, uh, Sanford University in the States, not Stanford, it's a, another one called Sanford, did some research on goal setting and they discovered that actually 8% of people that do goal setting succeed. And the reason is the second part of goal setting requires implementation and taking action. Mm-hmm. And that's where people fall off. So, but we, we've been, you know, we've been conditioned to believe that, you know, you set your goals and you're twice as likely to have them happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and we go, yeah, 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 that's what I'm going to do. And we write my goals down. Mm-hmm. And, uh, okay, excellent. And, you know, what I'm going to do is I'm going to work harder than everybody else in the room and that's why I'm going to succeed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, what else am I going to do? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to spend money to make money. Yeah, there's another classic <laughs> cliche. And, and it goes on and on and on. And, you know, like you're laughing because we both know yeah. that these things get said all the time by people that aren't backing it up with evidence. Mm-hmm. You know, like... A classic one that I've heard in marketing, for example, is he who spends most wins. Mm-hmm. If you're spending all your money on something that's ineffective, you lose. <laughs> if you're investing all your time in something that is ineffective, you lose. Mm. Yeah, if you're you know making more effort in a relationship that doesn't deliver what you want in terms of being a win-win, you lose. Mm-hmm. And this is where I've you know, my whole thing really is about how do we become more effective and create more transformative outcomes. And we have to stop. We have to stop. Just stop, take a breath, and really look at what's working versus what you thought was working. Like actually examine that closely. And that is something that very few people give themselves permission to do. And it causes a lot of pain. and and a lot of regret Mm. and also it leaves people paralyzed because again those success myths you go but hold on i've been i've seen tony robbins he said to do it this way i've seen and they said to do it this way and i've read the book and he said to do it that way and and i've done all of that and yet it's still not happening why is that and one of the big things that i've come to realize is it's because they are not you Mm -hmm. your ease and your flow is unique to you. Mm-hmm. And when you can 
figure that out and double down on the stuff that's easy, then you'll double down on the, you'll, you'll get twofold results minimum. Mm-hmm. Um, has that been your experience? Well, right, you, you, you know, that's what the money DNA spiel was all about, right? What we teach with money DNA, that the way that money is going to come to you isn't going to match the way that it came to Tony Robbins. It's not going to match the way it came to Jay Abraham or anybody else, Bob down the road. It's going to be different. And a lot of these uh, catchphrases are just really good for someone else selling you another BS story that their way is going to work for you when it, when it won't. And granted, some of them with some qualification or clarification might be more potent or have some use. But for the most part, these cliches are just catchphrases. So these catchphrases are just cliches that are being churned out and having people party with their hard-earned money, definitely not getting the results that they're seeking, in my experience. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the thing. What's so disheartening is that if you're a really conscientious person and you're Mm -hmm. smart and you're well-educated and, you know, you keep going at it and it still doesn't turn up Mm -hmm. you start coming to the conclusion Mm -hmm. well it must be me Mm -hmm. and then of course how does that impact your beliefs Mm -hmm. you know you you, you're paralyzed and so then and that's the reason why i'm i'm promoting this kind of alternative view of the world because i'm like there Mm -hmm. is an alternative Mm -hmm. and there is metric evidence that it works Mm. And that's what people need to change their beliefs. They need new evidence. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's all very well saying, I want to change who I am. But you've got to decide, A, okay, so who is the new you? Mm-hmm. And then you need to find some evidence to support that story. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it will run out of steam. I'd love to, but I'm going to speak to you offline about this success mythology because I think there's a film in there. I think oh, there is. I've drafted up a storyline for a documentary, and I'd love to talk to you about that because I just feel like you and I are on the same path with this. Mm-hmm. And I feel whenever I watch your stuff, I just feel like, wow, there's so much truth, there's so much strength. And also I love the fact that you trust in your fun. <laughs> like you don't come across as like a real serious dude, like do it my way or you're a loser. It's like, you're like, Hey, I'm, I'm crushing it. You can come along for the journey. If you want. It's up to you, you know, but by the way, this bus plays some pretty good music and I hope you like to dance. And, you know, I love that, you know, like that's exactly what I'm doing. And like I said, I'm creating a new event called super friends. And that's all about that type of attitude. Mm-hmm. 'Cause there are a lot of brilliantly beautiful people out there doing some amazing things. And they're living their life revolving around satisfaction, success, and happiness mm-hmm. rather than struggle, strain, and hustle and and and, and I don't have enough. Um mm. Uh, and and again, I really want people to kind of think about, you know, what's your happy money number? You know, what's mm. your happy uh, environment, happy ecology, happy way of working, you know, mm. like what is that? Because if we follow things like the 80-20 rule, which for everyone that doesn't know, 20% of what you're doing is creating 80% of your outcome. So then you think to yourself, well, 
that means 80% of what I'm doing is relatively ineffective. Mm-hmm. It also means 80% of my time is being taken mm-hmm. up doing ineffective mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. So what if I could just find the 20, double that, I'd get twice the, the return mm-hmm. and I could half the work. Mm-hmm. Now, to most people, when they hear that, they just, oh, yeah, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. But if you know your numbers, you know, the old adage of, you know, you if you don't measure your numbers, you can't manage your business or manage what you're doing. That is true because maths is pure. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't argue with maths. It's pure. <laughs> you can, but you're you know, an idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, you know, like, again, I spoke to a, to a young guy yesterday. He's a cultural guy here in New Zealand. He's putting on these roller discos. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, how do I do this? And I'm like, okay, so you've got to, you know, uh, find a way to increase your sales, decrease your costs, improve your efficiency and ensure compliance. Those are the four things all decision makers care about. It doesn't matter what size business you've got. Mm-hmm. And then I showed him different ways of doing those things. So very quickly, you know, I could show him how to increase his potential by at least 40% with mm-hmm. a couple of tweaks that didn't take very long. Now, he's a young guy. He doesn't know the nuances of how to grow businesses. You know, he's a creative first and foremost who's just dabbling and hoping that a lot of money turns up. But what I find is that that is commonplace even in people that have been in business for decades. Hmm. They are so busy chasing customers that they don't realize that you're not even solution-orientated. You're sale-orientated. You know, you're not relationship-focused. You're transactional focused. Mm. Like, so therefore, my relationship with you, I can take or leave it any day. Mm. I'll just walk away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And those little shifts make massive differences. And again, mm. from observing your stuff, I, I just knew that we were, like, you know, brothers from different mothers because, 100%. you know, your whole thing revolves around that sort of generosity and being connected and saying yes and figuring it out. And, and I and I love that because, you know, to talk about another catchphrase, people say, you know, luck is when preparation meets opportunity. opportunity. Well, I, I call BS. I call BS on that. I say luck I hear that is one. when passion meets opportunity. Mm. And if there's one thing you and I are both speaking today, it's passion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's what I think a lot of a lot of people, and particularly men, need to get connected with. I think women are a little bit better at tapping into their passion. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're again a lot of my clients are women they're, they're, they're not necessarily as good at stepping into taking action on something that's brand new mm-hmm. and so it's interesting because you know men have this weakness of getting in, really tapped into their passion and trusting in their emotional truth and then you know when I deal with women it's taking the action steps but they're very very clear about, about what they're passionate about and about what their heart's telling them to do and and so I, I love trying to bridge that, um, those two worlds for people. And, and again, to be honest, gender is irrelevant because we're all a combination of feminine and masculine energy exactly. anyway. But it's just trying to, to get people to kind of form that balance. And, and again, I know you're an advocate for all that good stuff. Mm-mm-mm. I want to come to something. It's it's niggling me that I feel that people are probably niggling with this because these success myth, this success mythology that you're speaking to, it's 
it's permeating. Like it's yeah. all over. It's and, invasive. Are, and they're wrapped and the people are wrapped up in this nonsense, wrapped up in it. What are some shifts that people can make? And I'm, I'm not really with all the love in the world. I couldn't give a flying flugelrod about the person who's locked into this. I mean, the person that's like, I want to be with you, Justin. I, I really want to make this change. I really want to break away from this mythology, but it's all that I know. What are some ways that people can start to shift beyond some of these myths and into real success? Yeah, great question. And it's really making the shift from looking at the world transaction-wise and then looking at it transformatively. And that's actually about looking in, not looking out. So for most people, they struggle to articulate their X factor. Mm. Um, and, and as a result of that, they sort of feel trapped and they start following other people's ideas. Like if some, if you do something well, for example, like, you know, you, your first job is as a sales rep and it goes well, suddenly you go, I'm a sales rep. You will claim that identity because you had some evidence of it. That doesn't mean it's your genius. Mm. It just means I've got some evidence that I was good at it. So I'll say I'm a salesperson. Mm -hmm. That's what most of us do through our entire life. This ability to stop, step back and ask yourself and your type, your inner circle, what do you think my most transformative or genius thing is? And for example, with myself, I find that uh, it's the ability to make the complex simple. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've seen that. For most people trying to figure that out, like how to synthesize their path and where to go and who they are and how to say it and then how to productize it and then how to sell a thing. Like, like, well, that's just overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Um, What is an exercise that I do, which probably explains it's a little bit better. And it's called a unique value vision. And what I do is I say to people, look, don't give me a positioning statement. <laughs> give me a transformative outcome. So don't say you're a real estate agent. Say I put families into their dream homes. Mm-hmm. Who do you want to talk to? Yeah. Now, what that also does, that unique value vision, is it starts giving you this kind of theme of like, yeah, actually that is what I do. What I do is I I color in dreams so that they become brighter and more realistic. Okay, great. You're starting to get this idea of what your thing is and guaranteed that that has happened in multiple roles you've been doing. Hmm. Then it's this is then after that is the exercise of articulating that in the real world so that anybody that hears that, because you don't want it to sound too woo woo, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because then I'm like, I'm not really sure what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is an exercise that I do that really unlocks people's stuff. Um, they they kind of go, what you know, because they, they kind of get the superhero chest after they hear that. They go, yeah, that's what I am. <laughs> you know, it's a sort of Superman pose, you know, and it's quite, and you see, okay, great. We're starting to tap into the thing that you know is who the true you is, mm. separate of what you've identified yourself as. Mm. Um, and then it's about exploring that and magnifying that. And then like, for example, most creatives that I've come across, they're not necessarily big on numbers. Like they don't really like accounts. They don't like that detail Mm. stuff. And conversely, detail people don't necessarily tend to like all that creative ideation stuff. So of course, an ideation person is a superhero to a numbers person and vice versa. And 
most people get a shock because they think that what they're doing is just normal. Mm. Like, oh, well, I'm just a creative guy. I go, well, what does that mean? I'm just a creative guy. Because to someone who has none of that in their arsenal, that's a superpower. Mm -hmm. But you have to show someone else how it could transform their outcomes. And, and therein lies the thing. Like if we know that people buy emotionally and defend it logically, then we know that a detail-orientated numbers person is probably not going to be their strength. Mm -hmm. Therefore, if I can step in as a creative and help you tell stories, mm -hmm. you're going to make more money. Mm -hmm. Conversely, if I'm a storyteller, but I'm really not that good with my money beliefs and positioning myself and offer design and all that sort of stuff, then I might be a great artist, but I'm going to stay broke. Mm -hmm. So those are some examples of how that stuff translates. And very simplistically, of course, there's more to the process than that. But I think that gives you a broad understanding of how that can shift quite quickly by letting go of this idea that what I do is just normal because mm -hmm. it might be normal for you, but your normal can be super for others. What are some ways that people can start to get comfortable with that? The truth of the non-normality. <laughs> the truth that what they're doing, is well, what are some ways they can get comfortable with that? Yeah. Well, I find that numbers help. So I, mm -hmm. for example, if I ever work with someone who's in an esoteric or holistic type business, mm -hmm. I will sort of try and put what they do. They might say, oh, well, I, I help you get your chakras aligned. I go, okay, cool. So if my chakras were aligned, then what? Oh, well, your sleep would be better. Uh-huh. So well, if I have better sleep, then what do I have? More energy. Uh-huh. So, so let's just say that if someone has, you know, a four out of 10 with their energy and you can mm -hmm. double it, doesn't it stand to reason that if you could double my energy, I could double my output? Mm -hmm. Yes. What are you currently generating with your output? This much. So double it. You see, so that's how I turn an esoteric into a metric. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I extrapolate out the quality of what they're doing into something that everybody can understand. Mm. That's a very powerful exercise, extremely powerful, because it takes people from just focusing on being of service to realizing I need to ensure I'm creating a win-win relationship, I am being of service, mm -hmm. and that I'm positioning myself as a premium provider. Mm -hmm. And everybody feels comfortable with that because we have the evidence. Whereas if I came along to you and I said, hey, I, I, I help people with their energy, I help you align your chakras, you go, okay, well, I, I have no idea what that means. Connecting. It's not learning. No idea. But if you could tell me that you could double my sleep quality mm -hmm. and therefore double my energy quality, mm -hmm. okay, now I'm listening. Mm-hmm. It's like um, finding a pain point without, without, what's the word I'm looking for? Finding a pain point from a place of empowerment versus finding a pain point from I'm going to screw, I'm going to turn this screw so you buy my stuff. It's, I'm finding a pain point so you can identify that there's a solution here and you don't have to be in pain anymore. Exactly. My sales methodology is called Connect and Solve. And the reason mm -hmm. why it's called Connect and Solve is because attract and convert. I mean, 
who uh, it sounds like a spider's web, right? Like, you know, I'm going to trap you in my web and get you. You know, it's like it's hideous, right? And I don't want you to convert me to your philosophy or religion or whatever it is. Like, mm-hmm. that's just hideous. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I always purport to people, don't act like you're selling something. Act like you're a guide. Mm-hmm. You know, let me guide you to a better outcome. And these are my ideas to support you with that. Mm. And then you're walking alongside with, uh, alongside them. You're not confronting them. Mm. And it's interesting from a physical standpoint, you know, I know from being trained a number of behavioral modalities, if, for example, you approach a man, like I used to mm. work in retail, large format furniture retail, I was a national staff development manager. If you approach a man straight on, immediately that man will, well, here it comes. Yeah. This is confrontational. If you walk to the side of somebody and you walk with them, mm-hmm. okay, now we're good because <laughs> we're collaborating, we're co-creating, we're, we're, we're building together. Mm. Whereas the other one, as you say, one of them is collaboration, the other one is confrontation. Mm-hmm. And that's extremely important that you think about that stuff. And I know that a lot of people in this day and age struggle with this idea of sales because, again, they've been conditioned to believe that sales is coercion, Mm. that it's manipulation, that it's an attack, that it's someone wins and someone loses. Um, And I just think that stuff is abhorrent and I just, uh, yeah, it's hideous and and it's easy to get past it. And, in fact, if you do do that, you're living in the dark ages because uh, people just see it coming a mile off. And people will feel you before they'll see you, right? They'll feel you before they hear you, right? And so that truth, you know, if you want to be a a douche that's just trying to rob value from people, it will come home to roost at some point. So just be decent. Just be decent. Um, Yeah. We're about time, Justin. You've you've really poured into us today, and I'm looking forward to getting you on uh, Do It With Dan so we can talk more about all of these plethora of I knew about the skateboarding. I knew about the rap battling. I think uh, I knew about the clothes one. I think you told me about the clothes one, but there's just more really good here. It's just more color. And I can't wait to, to get more of that story, but um, just sort of, have you got any sort of bring it together kind of words for the listeners today? I mean, you've really kind of given us some pause for thought. I'm definitely walking away with the success mythology. I'm stuck with that one. I'm definitely going to do something and just, your approach to stuff is just awesome. I love the way your brain works. Love your big heart, you know, looking forward to creating more stuff with you and indeed meeting in person uh, at some point, but you know, for the listeners like, Oh, that's great. And is there one thing that you'd love to wrap up for them to take away? Well, you know, the main reason why most of us suffer with fear and doubt is because we don't consider that we're enough. Mm. We just don't consider that we're enough. And this transformative exercise that I said before, really think about what you do for somebody and then think about how that impacts them in the future. You know, like how does my life change from working with Dan? You know, Mm -hmm. so Dan helps me with my money DNA and then what? Mm -hmm. Well, then what happens is I put my prices up and then and everybody else somehow feels good about the fact that my prices went up. Okay, and then what happened? 
Well, then I felt like I could, could become more generous because now suddenly money is not scarce. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I started to help those communities that I always said I was going to help, but who knew when that was going to happen? And then all of a sudden, because I was helping them, they wanted to help me and everything started steamrolling. And you see, anybody can do that. You've just mm-hmm. got to keep thinking like, and then what would happen? And then what would happen? And, uh, you know, and I, I just want people to realize there's nobody better than you. There's nobody better than you. <laughs> right? no. you, 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 you. And I know that you hear that stuff and it's hard to believe because our inner critic goes, oh, what do you mean? Um, but your weirdosity, your uniqueness, your strangeness, your quirkiness, your left field thinking, there are people out there clamoring for it. Mm. But until you own it and love it, you won't have the energy or the guts to go out and share it with the world. So the first thing you've got to do is realize there's nobody better than me. Therefore, watch out. Here I come. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you heard it here first, guys. Shift your results. Nobody's better than you. Slide past the mythology. And if you're approaching a fella, do it from the side. Justin, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. Looking forward to having you back. Thank you. Uh, where's the best place for people to get in contact with you and to, to follow up and to be a part of your world? Yeah, well, I'm on the regular channels, um, mm-hmm. LinkedIn and, and and Facebook under Justin Cunningham. But my website is I, the letter I, shiftresults.com. Nice. Um, there's some resources on there. You can grab some free stuff and we can start a conversation. Um, other than that, yeah, I've got some great events coming up, but the, the monthly event that I'm doing that I've, I think all your listeners would really love is called Super Friends, and it's the first Friday of, of every month. So uh, stay tuned for that. And, in fact, Dan here is going to be our guest in, uh, in June, um, so I'm really looking forward to that. So, yeah, stay tuned. Awesome. Thank you so much, bro. Well, guys, ishiftresults.com, let it I. Uh, check out Justin on all the things. We'll pop those in the show notes and definitely come up to Super Friends. We're looking forward to making fun things happen on that day, fun and abundant things. Justin, thank you again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Listeners, remember you can consciously choose an abundant, joyful, purpose-driven life. Shift your results into that. Keep dreaming with your eyes open and I'll catch you next time. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of the Beyond Success Podcast. We hope that it has been of service to you. For more information and to stay up to date with the latest from Daniel Mangana, please head over to dreamwithdan.com. We'll see you for the next one.